And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 187 today. Um, brand new season on the way. Spring season done. Summer season 2023 live starting just eight days, nine days from now. Very exciting. Um, we're back. I'm very excited for the new season. Only have 10 teams in the summer. We'll get to that in a little bit. Wanted to talk about the end of the spring season. Felt like I would be doing the league injustice if I didn't give a little bit of a championship recap. Um, in that championship game, the 10-0 Steelers, number one seed, best team in the league from start to finish. Playing against the team who I think if you asked us would they be in, would they be in the championship game before the playoffs started, you probably would have said no. Um, but they had the talent. They were missing some guys random weeks throughout the season. Got off to a hot start, then kind of slowed down, but then kind of picked it back up. Had a big 2-0 and week to finish the regular season. Um, won a doubleheader in the first round of the playoffs. Beat the Lions and then upset the two-seed Vikings. Um, then in the semifinals, weird, weird scenario where they're winning the game and then a fight breaks out. I'm not there. Um... They end up playing the finishing the game, close fashion, being the Chargers on the same day as the championship game, getting like a 15-minute break, 20-minute break, whenever they were ready, and then they played the championship. Um, the championship game was a very good game. Jaguars get out to a 7-0 lead, then get a stop on defense, then go out to a 13-0 lead. Um, but then Steelers kind of found their groove. I don't think there was another stop by the Jaguars' defense the rest of the game. I think the Steelers, the Jaguars... Um, the Steelers scored to make it 13-7, and then Jaguars took a 21-7 lead. No, 19-7, then got a safety, actually, if I remember correctly. We're up 21-7, but Laguna got the ball left with, like, 18, 19, 20 seconds left in the half. Two, like, out routes to Konish on the outside. Gets them to, like, the 20-yard line with, like, five seconds, six seconds left. And Laguna... Roams the pocket, makes guys miss, and I think found Konish again in the end zone for a touchdown. Right before the half, um, I looked at Mikey after, at the halftime. I said that was the biggest play of the game because I felt like if you would have went into the half only down, I mean, only up up twenty one seven is definitely different than only being down seven points at halftime. And the Steelers got the ball after the half, so by the next next thing you knew, I think it was twenty one twenty one or twenty one to twenty. Um, and it became an even ball game. And I think the Jaguars did a really good job in the first half of moving the football, um, converting on third downs. Trevor was playing a really good game. Trevor played a really good game. Um, it just came down to that defensive line of the Steelers. I feel like they just they they forced enough negative plays to force Trevor and the Jaguars into like third and long, fourth and long, um, just third and fourth in general. They had a big play. On a fourth down, they threw like a in route to Liam. Was a close play. Uh, collision pops the ball up in the air, and I think Charlie intercepted it. Um, kind of changed the tide of the game. The Steelers were up by two scores a bunch of the, a lot of the second half. The Jaguars were kept going score for score for the most part with them, um, but just weren't able to really get an opportunity really on an onside kick. Um, they missed. There was a Liam Trevor deep ball that could have been caught for a touchdown at one point that wasn't converted on. Um, but this was a really well-played championship game for both teams. I actually watched the game again last night because I wanted to make sure that I hit on it. Um, Justin Laguna was so good in the second half, throwing the football and making decisions and running with the ball. 
I felt like that was some that was very high level football by him. Also, whenever they needed a big defensive play, you could see him and his brother would just kind of summon a different type of like level and just kind of make sure that they at least disrupted the pocket and forced the play to be into scramble mode. Happened to one too many times. Justin and Joey, two great athletes, um, two guys finished top seven, five in the league in sacks. Um, the Steelers were a great team top to bottom. Had a lot of really experienced fight football players, a lot of guys who've been playing together or at least been playing in the same leagues for a long time. Um, it, it was, it, they, they had the lot and they had Laguna and Laguna is one of the best quarterbacks that um, I've played with and I've been around and uh, he definitely deserved, this team deserved to win the championship. If the Jaguars would have won this game, that would have been that would have that would have cemented Trevor. Honestly, I'm not saying Trevor's not cemented. Trevor is an amazing quarterback, but that would have cemented him if he would have ended up pulling out that upset, winning as a nine seed. Um, it would have been it would have been a crazy win, and I think Trevor and the Jaguars have nothing to hang their hats on. They played a, fen- a phenomenal game. Um, it just was the one or two stops in the second half, and then there was a punt at a point where I kind of thought they kind of should have went for it. Um, Got to keep the foot on the pedal. I think it was in the first half. Gave them, give the, give the Steelers some life. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, you never, you, you can't look back and think that way. Trevor played a phenomenal game, uh, and it was a really good championship game. So, um, Kevin Morris had a big touchdown. Konish had two or three touchdowns on the day. Um, Liam was a beast. He scored two touchdowns. CJ had a touchdown. I think Guzman caught a touchdown also. Um, it, it was a really good game. Trevor ran one in on a long play. So. Um, uh, it, it was really good. It was a really good game, really good season. I, uh, it was a good way to end it. Weird. It was at Howell high school, but you needed a field and that's kind of what all we were left with. So Steelers won the game. I believe it was 40 to 32, 40 to 33. Um, and it was a great championship game. I got nothing more to say. All right. Uh, summer season, summer 2022, 23. Um, we will have 10 teams. We are representing colleges in the uh, in the summer. Um, we have ten captains. Draft was a couple weeks ago. League starts Sunday, July 9th. July 9th and July sixteenth. The first two weeks will both be at the Blue Turf at Dol- uh, Dolan Street in Sayreville, sixty-two Dolan Street, Sayreville, New Jersey. Um, and then after that, for the most part, we'll be at Sayreville High School. Um, I want to just do a draft recap. Talk about the cap. Talk about the captains, so everyone knows who's playing, kind of playing for who, um, and kind of get the season started. So I'll go in order. This isn't how the draft. How the this isn't like the order that the teams actually ended up picking in in the first round. But this kind. This is how the draft was set up initially. So the first team we'll talk about is the University of Kentucky, led by Chris Hogreave, playing in his. Fifth season in the league, fourth season at quarterback. Um, most recently just had his best regular season as a quarterback in our league, and I think he continues to get better. He had a really good team last year. I'm not saying he doesn't this year. I think he has a really good team this year. His team, his receivers are Liam Knowles, Dwan Davis, Jelani Booker, Ryan Bartlett, Jordan Edmonds, and his linemen are Ray Cafano, Joe Liotta, Kenny Tindall, and Abdul Carvan. Um I'm going to give a strength and a weakness. Uh, honestly, they don't really have a weakness. Um, their team is very solid from top to bottom. Uh, Liam and Dwan are going to be a great one-two combo um, for Hogreef, who did wonders last season with Darielle. 
and one. So I'm expecting a lot of the same results there. The line of Ray, Joe Liotta snapping, and Kenny Tindall is a, Kenny Tindall is a really good line. I actually like that line a lot. Kenny was a good player for me last year. Ray really turned into a great two-way lineman in year two for him last season. And Leota's a league staple. Um, probably went a little later than he should have. But uh, it's great value for him at the first pick of the third round. Uh, I like this Hogarth-led team. Jelani Booker was, uh, I think, for, tied for first in the league in interceptions, top of the most in the top ten in pass breakups last season. So he's coming off a championship as well for the Steelers. Um, was an integral part of their defense. Ryan Bartlett, a guy who I personally love. I think he's a great player. I think great hands, speed demon. He was a guy that was right outside all the um, all the top ten lists. So he had a really good year last year with Mikey playing quarterback for him. Jordan Edmonds, Chris, one of Chris's boys, new to the league. Um, usually when you're someone that's friends with a good quarterback, I expect you to be pretty good. So I'm expecting Jordan Edmonds to be a pretty good player on both sides of the ball. But I've never seen him play. And Abdul Carvan, third year, third, third season lineman. Um, he's gotten better each season. Just needs to get better and stronger so he can block these bigger dudes because he's going to get picked on if he has to play line. Um, I like this Kentucky team. I think they're going to be a threat all season. They're going to talk a lot of shit. They're going to um, be a physical team with Ray and Leota and Kenny in the, at the front. Chris just got to keep getting better, man. Last year, two first-round exits in a row. Thought he was going to get kind of over the hump last season, but um, just wasn't able to. I'm not worried about him. I just needed to I need to see a semifinals appearance at least this season from Hogarth. That's my... That's my um, my uh my challenge for him, I guess. I don't really think they have a weakness. They got three good linemen and they got three good receivers and they got four good DBs if Chris decides to play any DB for them. Um I guess Liam's gonna play middle linebacker with Bartlett Jelani and Dwan at safety. Yeah, Jordan probably play some corner, I imagine. Yeah, I guess Chris doesn't have to play defense unless they don't have enough guys. But um this should be a really good team. I expect Kentucky to be in the top four to five teams in the league for sure. Could say that about a lot of teams, so don't don't quote me on that. All right, Portland State, led by Abdul Sakar, his second time being captain and quarterback. Last season, last time he was captain and quarterback, he in the fall of twenty one, he took a Rutgers team to a first round playoff exit. Uh, a team that not a lot of people thought was going to be any good, but they found ways to win games. They played really good defense. Um, and they sw- and they and they uh, scored enough. They scored enough. It doesn't always look pretty with them, but I think with Malik Presley being their number one receiver and a veteran now in the league, he's going to be a good building block for them to help this team along for the guys that haven't played in the league before. But what I will say about this uh, Portland State, they're rocking Portland State gray with green. Um, they have a really big line. They have Omar Elgahel, Joe Negron, and Anas, who played on my team last year, and Ibrahim Hassan as well. Um, four guys that are all really big guys. So if they can figure it out on the t- front line, Abdul's going to have time to throw. And I think Malik might be the best uh, guy for Abdul because Abdul can just, he, he excelled with Bigford when he would just to kind of throw the ball up and let Malik make a play, uh, let Bigford make a play. So I expect we're going to see a lot of that. But I think Malik is a guy who just himself out there can help can really like swing a team's fortunes i think he's that type of guy that type of player i know i sound like tommy savaro saying that type of player um but i think he really is that type of player where you can he plugs into any team and he he's gonna make a really large impact um there could be games they're out talented but 
Um, I like their team, and they're all they, a lot of them. Most of them have played. Noel Santiago is a good athlete on the wrist. He'll probably be the number two for Abdul. Youssef was a a solid player last year. Last night he played. I'm, I don't think Amre or Moonsif played uh, last time. The Rutgers, this Rutgers squad got together, but Abdul has his squad. This guy, this team has a lot of chemistry. They play together, and I think Malik is going to be that star power that they need to kind of excel. This team could be a sneaky playoff team. Um, they're going to be battling, playing, playing, bruising, grinding games all season. They got big offensive line. Um, maybe Abdul plays a little bit better. Hope his knees hold up. Knock on wood. Um, uh, what else do I want to say about this team? Um, just that they're probably going to be like, it's, it, it could look ugly at times offensively, but Abdul's a really good athlete and him playing quarterback and just having the ball in his hands every play, like he makes guys miss. He, he ran for a lot of, he ran for a couple of really long touchdowns um, for Rutgers back in that season last time he played for them. And he's a good receiver if anything ever went wrong. Um, but I think Malik is going to be able to really help this team excel and bring them to the next level. All right, the next team we will talk about is the Texas Longhorns wearing the orange with white Tommy Galante-led squad. Um, Tommy Galante is um, reunited with his former uh, number one guy, Pauly Cole Donato, who he had his first real successes with in the league. Um, Pauly is a big receiver, hasn't played in a couple seasons, um, but him and Tommy will probably get right back on track. Can't wait to see that duo. They play him on the outside with Jimmy Flott and Nick Venti, as well as Mikey Giordano. On the line, they have Steve Leibowitz, Roman, and Dean Wiotrowski. Also, Justin Suarez to play middle linebacker. And that Pete, welcome back to the league. Um, Listen, any team that has Tommy Galante, I'm guaranteeing is going to make the playoffs. They, I think he's only missed the playoffs one season in his career. Um, as long as Tommy's there and he's doing his thing. I imagine they're going to be a team that wins a lot of games. I imagine Texas will be in the top five all season. Um, this team, I like I, I like Nicky Venti with Tommy Galante because Galante likes having that, that, that small scat receiver to kind of do his underneath stuff. Um, Venti is a beast, going to be a really good player in year two. Suarez, really good middle linebacker, was top five in the, I think he was top four in the league in tackles this season, so you can always depend on him in the middle. Jimmy Flott, Paulie, going to be a great one-two combo for Tommy. Tommy, also a great defender at corner or a middle linebacker if you need him. Um, the line of Lebo, Roman, and Dean is an experienced line who will give him time to throw. Probably one of the better lines in the league. Three guys that have... Um, one guy that's played with Tommy before, but three guys that are all accustomed to playing line in this league, being good offensive linemen, also pretty oh, pretty athletic offensive line as well. So um, I like this Texas team. Like I said, if Tommy's on the squad and he shows up to the games, they're going to be a good team week in and week out. Um, excited to see what Mike, Mikey Giordano can do as a new guy to the league. And yeah, I really have nothing more to say about this Texas squad. They're probably going to be a really good team. Uh, they're top to bottom pretty solid. A lot of these teams are top to bottom really solid. When you have 100 players and 10 teams, most of the teams are going to have really good players everywhere. Um, it, was a, it was a deep draft. There were a lot of good players throughout the draft. All right, Texas A&M, Nick Hardigan, Frankie Acevedo, uh, Trevor Garland, Will Saba, Josh Taylor, Emmerich Sawyer, Noah Colleton, Zach Forisi, Sorry if I spell your, say your name wrong. Jeff Graham and Chris Walton. Um, I assume Trevor's playing quarterback. I assume their line is going to be eight, um, Hardigan, uh, Ace, and... Mm. 
Emmerich, Will Saba. I don't know if there's Noah Colleton kid is big, but if he's big, he'll probably play line. So going to be interesting to see what this team does about their line. I'm going to say right now their weakness is their line, but they have really good receivers. Will Saba, Josh Taylor, Emmerich. Um, they're all three good receivers. Jeff Graham's a good middle linebacker. Chris Walton, another good receiver and, and corner. Um, this team got value throughout the draft. They have a lot. I don't think they have any weak football players on this team. A lot of guys, all guys who, for the most part, except for two that have played in the league before or play flag football a lot. Um, ace, middle linebacker. They got a couple. They got a really good flag pulling team between Will Saba, Josh Taylor, ace, um, Jeff Graham. Those are four guys who really can pull flags. So their defense is probably going to be very good in not allowing guys after the catch to have a lot of big, big plays. You have to grind out yards against them defensively. This team might rely on their defense. I'm not sure what Trevor's um health is right now. I know he's uh been struggling. He's having arm issues. Um, and I I'm I mean I'm assuming he's playing quarterback for this team. But if he's playing quarterback, then they're gonna be a good team. If he's not playing quarterback and he's hurt or he can't be his usual self, it's gonna be tough. Um, it's tough not having a quarterback. So as long as Trevor's healthy, I expect this team to be competitive and good each week. Um, Trevor's usually a good bet to make the playoffs. So I would bet as long as he's healthy and he's making plays and moving the football and playing the game, he's probably going to be in the playoffs. All right. Um, The next team we will talk about is the Tulane uh, Green Wave. Blue with green. This team, uh, this is a team that's going to blow you up off the ball. They got DeLon, LaTempa, Douglas is the captain, Chris Johnson, Matt DePhillips, Dave Fleming, Vic Colon, Jeremy Cruz, John Caristi, and Dan Park. Uh, I believe Douglas is playing quarterback for this team. Chris Johnson, who's just top five in the league in catches and also, I believe, top 10 in yards. Um, and also probably up there in touchdowns. He's going to be a number one again, man. He, he can go out there and be a number one. He can handle the number one workload. Um, he has really strong hands. He makes guys miss after the catch. And I think he's going to be able to step up and be Douglas's number one. He's shifty. He makes guys miss. And he's going to be that good screen guy. Because I know Douglas, when he had success last time I played quarterback, was a lot of screens, was a lot of um, a lot of don't move, a lot of get Michael Leva in space. So I think Krishan's going to try to play that role for Douglas's offense. But they have they can run the ball, man. DeLon, LaTempa, Matt DePhillips. Um, they got three linemen, plus Vic Cologne. John Christie apparently is a good receiver. I don't know who Jeremy Cruz is. Dave Fleming was a, a integral part of that defense that was on the Steelers. He um, was a good player, made a lot of big plays, especially in the championship game, made a few pass breakups. Um, I like this team. They're going to be. This is going to be a team that definitely relies on there to win the line of scrimmage. Like they're going to win the line of scrimmage. Delon is going to be a force in the D line with Douglas. That's a great one two combo. Tempa can clog up the middle. De Phillips also a good defensive lineman. Um, I guess I would say right now their weakness is who is playing like who's playing in the secondary like these these new guys who haven't played in the league Jeremy Cruz, John Christie, and Dan Park like they're gonna have to play in the secondary unless you have the you have Delon playing in the secondary which would put Tem to Phillips and Douglas on the line so you could do that they're probably gonna have to do that because it's gonna have to be Delon, Chris Johnson, Dave Fleming, and then either Cruz, Christie, or Dan Park is gonna have to step in and make big plays and be on the field a lot so. Um, not saying they're bad, just saying question marks. But they could this team can dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball in any game this season. So um I'm expecting this team to be competitive each week. Douglas uh has had two his he's always very good at drafting teams. He drafted a very good Panthers team, went to two C in the summer twenty twenty one, and 
he drafted the Notre Dame team that won. He wasn't the quarterback for the whole season for that team, but he drafted a really good team. So I'm assuming Tulane's going to be a pretty good team. They have a lot of good players, a lot of guys who've had success in this league. <sighs> all right, who's next? Um, App State. Um, this is all guys I do not know. This is the new team. Ernie Facella, John Pilon, Izzy Sanders, Don Facella, Al Fields, Abdel, and then guys we do know, Justin Santiago and Griff Lutz, and then two other newcomers, Manny Perez and Samuel Sosa. Um, I do not know a lot about this team. I do not know who their quarterback is. I do not know, honestly, anything about them, but they were referred to me, and I think they're going to be good. I think it might take them a little bit to figure it out, but um, they got guys I know who can play and from word of mouth, and I'm going to trust it. I got nothing else to say really about them. Um, Santiago's a good lineman to help them with on their line, and Griff Lux is a big athlete that I still think if he was showing up every every week for sure and there from the beginning and make and being given a little bit of a target share, he can make some plays. He's a six four athlete, really could do some big damage. But um, I don't really know anything else about this team, but we'll know a lot more after week one. So I can't wait to find out. All right, next team, UTEP. The Miners, I think, um, led by Mikey Gargano, Vin Gargano, Mike Kalka, Anthony Ragusa, a.k.a. Rags, Aaron Ford, Zach Sheree, Jason Ramos, um, Tymere Altman, John Guzman, Jordan Bowman. Hmm, let's see. Line, I imagine their line is going to be Mike Kalka, Rags, and Jason Ramos, if needed, Aaron Ford. Receivers, Vin Gargano, Aaron Ford, Zach Sheree, Tymere Altman, John Guzman, Jordan Bowman. Um, Mike, you will probably pay middle linebacker for this team. Vin can play some D-line. Rags, D-line. Mike Kalka doesn't even have to play on defense if he doesn't want to. Um, but it's good to fill the gaps in the middle. Hmm. I like this team. Big team. Big teams usually do well and win, and win in this league. Uh, they're going to try to probably bully you up front. And Zach Sheree and Mike Gargano are two of the biggest shit talkers in league history uh pair that up with vin uh vin is an elite receiver mikey good quarterback they're gonna hit on the slant a bunch gonna have to play up on it vin can fry in the secondary as well i like this one two combo we've seen this combo with vin playing quarterback and mikey playing receiver back in fall 2020 now we're seeing it the other way around let's uh Let's think. I'm thinking they're going to be a pretty good team because they're going to be able to bully you up front and they're probably going to shit talk their way to a bunch of wins. Um, eight games, I'll probably get them out like a five and three. Ceiling seven and one if everything goes right for them. Very possible though. Mikey's a winner. Mikey wins games in this league, makes the playoffs, causes damage, makes runs. So I ain't never counting him out and the Garganos together are a great one-two combo. All right. Next team we have is the Oregon Ducks. The Oregon Ducks are led by, oh, never mind. They are led by Tommy Pierce, who will still end up being their captain, but he has torn his meniscus and cannot play this season. Um, Was going to be making his quarterbacking debut for uh, his squad, but instead we're going to have Cyrus Williams, a guy that I'd never really seen play, but people vouch for him as a good quarterback and a good athlete. I expect him to make a strong impact on this team and on both sides of the ball. His team, Alex Kalka, Keanu Reed, Claude Bugogi, Isaiah Copes, Billy Waters, James DePalma, Richie Peters, Hayden Hess, Nick Fionda. Um, 
line of Kaka, Claude Blagogi, and I think Richie Peters. That'll be their three linemen. Good line. Uh, receivers, Keanu Reed, Isaiah Copes, Billy Waters. Three good players that I like. James DePalma, don't know him. Hayden Hess, don't know him. Nick Fionda, don't know him. I assume they all play with him on their Monmouth League team. It sucks that Tommy's not playing because he got all his boys to play and now he can't even play. But um, they're all playing together, so it probably won't be probably be fine. But I like this team. If Cyrus is good, which I, I, I'm not saying he's not. I've never seen him play. I think this will be a, a dangerous team because they have a lot of really good players. Kalka and Blagogi, they're going to need Kalka to be a 10-sack type of guy. Keanu's going to have to play as good as he did for me um, on both of the teams he played on me, for me for because he was elite in those seasons. Not saying he hasn't been elite, but he's got to be elite for this team. He's drafted in the second round. He's got to be an impact player week in and week out. Isaiah Copes, fourth rounder, kind of goes different places every year in the draft. Sometimes went as high as third round, as low as sixth last season. High impact player, makes guys miss, great defensive back. So I like that pick for them. Billy Waters doesn't show up often, but when he does show up, uh, good, really good athlete, good five football player. Don't know anything about the last three guys, James DePalma, Richie Peters, Hayden Hesnick, Fionda. Do something during the games, and I'll talk about you on the podcast. Like this Oregon team, going to be a really competitive season for them. Not sure what their future holds. All right, two teams left to talk about. We got the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, Colorado led by Nick Serhoff, the usual Serhoff squad. Justin Ferrara, Steve Bowen, Matt Marola, Joe DeMeo, Steve Giroux, Joe Venti, Anthony Sharapa, Emmanuel Torabella, and William. Didn't put a last name. Um, it's a Serhoff-led team, so I like it. Justin and Suroff had a lot of success together. Not worried about them too. Bowen and Suroff have been playing together every season forever. Wish he would let somebody else draft him. Um, Marola, DeMeo, Giroux will be the line for this team. Pretty solid line. Marola is going to have to get back to that 15-plus sack form. DeMeo, Giroux, two good offensive linemen. Joe Venti, good receiver. Anthony Sharapa looks like he plays five football, so I assume he'll be good. And don't know anything about Emmanuel or Will. Um, if they're good, they will make this team much better. Suroff is a great quarterback in the league. Can't wait to see him eventually get over the semifinal hump. If anyone's going to help him do it, it's Justin. Don't go 10 0. Don't go 8 0 this year. Lose a game somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Definitely don't try to lose a game, but. Um, this team, this team can win a championship. This is a championship, that, and a lot of teams that I haven't said that about are championship level teams. I think there's, I think most of these teams on paper are pretty, are pretty legit with either quarterback power that can lead them or all around great team. I've said that about a lot of these teams. I think with ten teams, like I said before, there's going to be a lot of stacked teams and a lot of teams that you look at one through seven. You're like, oh shit, they got seven or eight really good players. So um, hitting on your eighth and ninth round pick are really a re- seventh, eighth and ninth round picks are really key in this league. So if you get guys who can play in the seventh, eighth and ninth round, you find yourself in a good position if your quarterback is good. So I think this Colorado team is going to be a contender throughout the league. I'll probably be talking highly about them each week on the podcast. Justin is not a guy who loses many games in this league and neither is Suroff. So I'm um, expecting big things from this team. All right, last team um, to talk about is the Stanford Cardinals, led by yours truly, Brandon Kurtzman. His team, Jake Esposito, Sam Vretman, Dario Young, Dion Miller, Sam Gonzalez, Mark DePalma, Jordan Jackson, Kayvon Yates, and Devon Matthews. Um, Our linemen are Sam Vretman, uh, Dion Miller, Sam Gonzalez, and Jordan Jackson. Three receivers, Jake, Dariel, and Mark DePalma. 
the could throw Jordan Jackson out of receiver. Kayvon Yates plays receiver. Devon will play receiver and DB as well. Um, I think I like my team. I got a well-rounded squad. I got four guys capable of playing offensive line. Really five if I ever needed it um, with Jake's size and strength. Um, but we got speed. We're going to have a really good defense. Got a lot of guys that are ball hawks. The guys that are good, good, uh, good flag pullers. And just a tough team. Big team I tried to draft, get a lot of linemen, stack the line of scrimmage, win the line of scrimmage week in and week out. That's the plan every week. And as long as I'm leading and throwing the ball to Jake and getting Dariel out in space and letting him do his thing, I like our chances, man. I do. I really like our chances. I'm aiming for that third championship. Got to get my trophy back home. Um, Laguna has it for now, but since he's not playing, he won't have a chance to defend it. Wish him the best in retirement. Um, even though I know he still plays in some tournaments from time to time. <laughs> um, but I like my team. I think Jake is an amazing flag football player. I have to get him to stop flag guarding. Dariel was I have I have the two guys I have playing receiver had twelve touchdowns and eleven touchdowns last season, tied for first and second in the league. So um there's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be fireworks at in St- at Stanford. We're gonna score a lot of points, we're gonna play good defense, and uh we're gonna get after it. So um, that's a recap of each team. I think I gave a good little recap of each team and kind of what I think about them. Um, if I didn't get to talk about you on this podcast, it's because I do not know you. I've never seen you play flag football and I can't really comment on your skill. Go out there, prove to me you can play. I'll be watching all the games. I'm going to try to get a nine o'clock game week one or maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I get a last game of the day. We'll figure it out. But week one is just nine days away. We are playing at 62 Dolan Street in Sayreville, New Jersey this week. Make sure you bring your money or Venmo, Cash App, um, Apple Pay, Zelle. I got it all. Um, But yeah, so... Make sure to be there week one. We will be live. There will be refreshments. There will be um, exciting plays being made. And bring out the family if it's a nice day. Not sure what the weather's going to look like, but very excited for the new season to start. We'll get a week one. This will not be the last time you hear from me before week one. We will do a week one preview um, before the games on Sunday. So we're at 30 minutes right now. I think I knocked that out the park pretty well. I'm a veteran in the game and doing it a long time. So uh, thank you, everybody, for signing up and playing in the spring. Thank you for everybody in signing up and playing in the summer. Can't wait for another great season. Make sure we get the content coming out to you a little bit, uh, a little bit more consistently this season. I know we I slacked a little bit during the spring, but um, always room for improvement, always room for improvement. I'm always trying to do that. Appreciate everybody that's reached out to me uh, offering their help. I'm going to going to take you up on it this season. I never really take people up on it, but I'm really going to take people up on it this season. So um, appreciate you all. You all make the league work. I just run it. Uh, so with that being said, we will uh, see you back on the, on the airwaves in a week or so. Peace.